All right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Thrive on this snowy Wednesday night. Wish you could all be here together with us in the house, but you got to be home. You got to be safe, but you can still be there joining us in prayer tonight. And that's what we're going to be doing tonight. We're going to be focusing in on praying together. You know, Pastor Sam has a wise saying that he has shared with all of us. And if you're new to Grand Rapids first, maybe you've not heard this, but those of us that have been here a bit, we know it. And it's this, that the way you leave something and the way that you enter something, both of those things are so important. So the way we left 2021, we wanted to do it right. And if you were here for our our um, Christmas Eve service or whatever, we always want to exit giving worship, giving praise, giving thanks for what God did in 2021. We want to start in 2022 the right way as well. And it's pastor's value that we always start each new year praying. It's so important to lay that foundation of prayer every year that we go into because God's got a call for Grand Rapids first. He's got a call for you, for what he wants to do in your life as well. And that's only going to really take place if we're people of prayer. Now, like I said, tonight we can't be together, but thankfully we live in a day where we can come together digitally, when we have social media and different things that allow us even to be in our homes, but to be together at the same time in the spirit praying. And that's what we're going to be focusing on tonight. This month, we're going to be praying all month long of January, and we're going to be building on prayer stuff in the book of Ephesians. Tonight, we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 1, and I'm going to just give you a little word of exhortation, and then we're actually going to jump into a time of prayer for a little bit. But I don't just want you to pray tonight. Uh, beyond tonight, you can write down the prayer points that we do and continue to pray those things. That's great. But even beyond that, you can go to our app, you can go to our website, and you can download a digital prayer guide that'll take you from this Wednesday all the way to next Wednesday when hopefully we'll be back together in the house together, praying together because there's nothing like the spiritual synergy that happens when we're together in this house in this place. There's just something about it that adds a dynamic that you just can't get any other way. But until then, we're going to pray tonight, and you can be praying all week long, built on some of the themes that you're going to see tonight in the passage of Scripture we're going to look at, which is Ephesians chapter 1, starting at verse 15. And here's what the Apostle Paul writes. He says, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I've not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And here's what he asks, verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority over power and dominion and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything in the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. That's a wordy passage of scripture, and there's a whole lot packed into that passage of scripture. But let me give you the overarching thing that the Apostle Paul wants us to get by way of this prayer. The overarching emphasis 
is that we receive the Holy Spirit. That we endeavor to live a continually spirit-filled life. That's what he wants us to do. Because everything Paul prays in this prayer comes through us being people of the Spirit. It comes through us continually receiving and being full of the Holy Spirit. We get the Holy Spirit when we come to Christ. But there's something about, like Ephesians chapter 5 says, there's something about repeatedly being filled with the Holy Spirit and the difference it makes in our lives. And there are three different things in here that I just want to highlight for you. And these are actually going to relate to the points we're going to pray about in just a couple of moments. And the first one is this, that the Holy Spirit gives us revelation and wisdom. Uh, Paul said that that's what he wanted us to do. I pray that God gives you the Spirit of revelation and of wisdom. He wants us to receive the revelation that Jesus has for us. A revelation of what Jesus has done for us. Because in this passage, he's going to talk about the hope of an inheritance. And the thing is, is that receiving the Spirit gives us a revelation for how we live now in order to receive that inheritance. And that inheritance is what's ultimately coming in the age to come. When Jesus returns and he triumphs over all evil finally, and we would love for that day to be today, but whenever that day happens, Jesus is going to return, he's going to triumph over all powers of darkness, and we're going to enter a new age, which is going to be the fullness of everything that we're living for. We will get the fullness of what we're experiencing now. And that's what the Apostle Paul wants us to receive. So when he writes about the hope that he's called us to, he's referring to that promise of Jesus. So we live in this age where there are so many challenges. We have relational challenges. We have health challenges, financial challenges. We have people who don't like us because we're following Jesus. So many challenges that we get in this age. And the Apostle Paul is praying and acknowledging, I know that everything's not going to be perfect. I know there are going to be tough times, but there's coming a day when all of that stuff is going to be behind you. But until that day comes, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's what's going to give you the revelation and the wisdom to live now, waiting for that ultimate day of fulfillment. So the Spirit gives us revelation and wisdom. We need to be able to hear his voice. And what he says to me might be different than what he says to you. What it means for me to live wisely in my life experience, probably going to be a little different than you. But the Holy Spirit in his wisdom knows what you need to live your life effectively for him. Just like he knows what I need to live my life effectively for him. So the Holy Spirit gives us revelation and wisdom. But there's something else that we see in this prayer that Paul writes and that's this, that the Spirit just doesn't give us wisdom and revelation. The Spirit gives us intimate closeness with Jesus. As a matter of fact, I want to read a different translation for you of Ephesians 1.17. It's the Good News Translation. And it says this, I ask the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, to give you the Spirit who will make you wise and reveal God to you so that you will know him. God wants us to have a close relationship with Jesus. And the Spirit brings that closeness. As a matter of fact, when you hear Jesus talk about the promise of the Holy Spirit, he uses this language about the Spirit coming, and then he kind of switches his language a little bit, and it's almost like he's talking about himself coming to us. It's just like when he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So Jesus and the Holy Spirit, the, the entire Trinity, they are so close that they are actually one. That's why we believe the Trinity is three in one. So when Jesus talks about giving the Spirit, he's promising us closeness 
with him. Living a spiritful life is the key to closeness with Jesus, which is what we need to effectively live our lives. John 14, verse 16 through 18 says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world can't accept him because it doesn't see him and it doesn't know him. But you know him, for he lives in you and will be in you. And then he says this line, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. That's how close the Spirit and Jesus are. So when I tell you that the Spirit gives you closeness with Jesus, it's because Jesus and the Spirit are that close themselves. They are one. And the goal of the Holy Spirit is to give you a close relationship with Jesus. Well, it's easy to be, to be off into other things and to be focused on what's my entertainment going to be, what's my job going to be, what's this other aspect of my life going to be. And it's not that those things are necessarily bad, but it's easy to live close to other things and not as close to Jesus. All the more harder because we can't see him. Can you imagine what it would have been like to walk with Jesus when he was on the earth, to actually see him, to be able to talk to him in a way that you see the person you're talking to and you hear his voice with your physical ears. There was just a closeness that his disciples were able to experience with him. And Jesus gives us that same promise. You can walk closely with me. And if you do that through the power of the Holy Spirit, then you'll have the ability to live like you need to live in this world. So the Spirit gives us revelation and wisdom, but he also gives us closeness with Jesus and then there's one more thing that he does. He gives us power, power to live. Paul referenced his incomparably great power. And it's the same power, Paul says, that raised Jesus from the dead. When you imagine that resurrection moment, you think of something so powerful. Closest we can get is maybe watching a movie. If you've seen The Passion of the Christ, uh, the resurrection scene, just the, the, the brightness of the light that illuminates the face of Jesus and, and the power that went along with that resurrection. And you know what's interesting? There's a passage of scripture in the New Testament that actually says when Jesus was resurrected, there were other people, other saints who had died, and they were also resurrected. Just one little verse in there. What an amazing moment. What a powerful moment. That's the same power that you can receive by walking in closest with the Holy Spirit. And as a matter of fact, the book of Hebrews calls it tasting of the powers of the age to come. It's that revelation, it's that wisdom, it's the ability to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, to walk closely with Jesus. It's that power that enables us to pray and receive miracles and other answers to our prayers. The Holy Spirit gives us power for living. And tonight, we want to spend a little bit of time praying about some of these very things. As a matter of fact, the points we're going to pray are really related to what I just told you. We're going to ask God to give us revelation and wisdom to reveal himself to us. We're going to ask God to give us a closeness with Jesus, a closeness like we've not ever known before. We're going to ask God to fill us with his power tonight. And here's the thing, we know that we're going to receive the answers to these prayers. The reason we know it is because 1 John tells us that if we pray anything according to his will, we know that he hears us, and we know if he hears us that we have the things that we're asking of him. The reason I know this is God's will is because this is God's word. This is the scriptures, and we are praying the scriptures. This is a perfect prayer because it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. So as we pray these things tonight, you can know you're actually going to receive the answers to these prayers. And so right where you are, 
I don't care if you're comfortable on your couch. I don't care if you're wearing your pajamas right now with your hot chocolate or whatever. Right where you are right now, I want you to join us in prayer. I'm going to lead out in prayer first. And we're going to start asking God for these very things. And my prayer is too that you're going to experience the power of the Holy Spirit right where you are. There may be those of you tonight that as we're praying, you actually get released in spirit baptism. You actually get released in the language of the Holy Spirit. And who knows what else God may do right where you are. And so if you'll just join me in prayer, put the dog wherever the dog needs to go, turn the radio off, whatever, and let's just focus in together, agreeing together as a church body. We may be spread out amongst the community. We may not be able to be physically together, but there's something about uniting in agreement and faith in the Holy Spirit that brings about results, that produces something in us. So I want you to join me in prayer right now. What I'm going to pray for, first of all, is that spiritual insight, that wisdom, that revelation that the Apostle Paul prayed for. So Lord, we come in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, God, for the death of Jesus, the burial of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus that gives us the ability to receive the Spirit of God, that gives us the ability to taste of the powers of the age to come, just like the book of Hebrews said. I thank you for that, God, because there's no other way that we could experience it. And just like the Apostle Paul wrote, my prayer is that my brothers, my sisters all across this community, that right now they will feel the power of your presence. That right now they will feel the power of your spirit and that you will give them revelation and insight. God, we need to know how to live wise. We need to know how to navigate this age. We need to have spiritual ears that hear what it is you're saying to us. And then we need the infusion of your spirit to strengthen us and empower us to believe and live what you've told us to. But Lord, I pray that you'll let us hear what it is you're saying to us. There are those who are joining me in prayer right now. They need divine direction. They don't know what the next step's going to be. They don't know what the next job is going to be, where the next bill's going to be paid from. They don't know how to navigate restoring their relationships. They don't know how to pray for their children. They don't know what to do, but you said you would give us wisdom. You would make us wise and make us wise to navigate this world. Would you give us wisdom day after day to live for you? Give us the insight we need to live for you, God. Lord, I don't want the people of Grand Rapids first, including me, to just be average believers. I don't want us just to be casual Christians. I want us to walk in insight and wisdom and revelation from you so that we can be what you've called us to be in this world. So we set our hearts together in faith and agreement. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we agree together. Amen. And I want you to stay in that attitude of prayer. And Pastor Taylor is going to come and he's going to lead us in the next point of prayer tonight. Well, good evening, church family. Hope you're doing well. Just want to pray right now for spiritual intimacy with Jesus. And I'm just going to pray that this year, 2022, will be the year that you would get as close as you can to Jesus. And so come on, let's pray right now. If you can, just bow your heads, close your eyes, whatever you want to do. But let's just pray and believe that we are going to do everything we can this year to get close to him and to hear from him. Come on, let's pray. So, Lord, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for the opportunity to be here. We thank you for 
the availability that we have to get close to you. Lord, we thank you that uh, we don't have to do anything to earn your love, to earn your time. But God, you are there, you're present. And so Lord, I pray with you being available that we would take advantage of that and we would draw near to you that we would get close to you, that we would spend time with you this year. Lord, I pray for distractions that they would leave. I pray for all these things that are trying to take us away from you, Lord. I pray against distraction of work. I pray against distraction of friends. I pray against distraction of maybe family members. I pray against distractions of maybe material things, Lord. I pray that all those things we would be able to push to the side and just spend intimate time with you. Lord, that intimate time with you, that, that closeness when we draw near to you, that is how we will be shaped into who you want us to be. And so Lord, we pray that we would make that time. Lord, it doesn't just happen. It's, I pray that it wouldn't just be where we, 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 we get done with our day and, and we, we get into bed and we're like, oh, okay, I guess I'll make some time or I guess I'll pray. No, I pray that we would take time in our schedule. Lord, I pray that as we start this new year that we put time with Jesus, time with you, Lord, into our calendar. And it would be a priority. Lord, that it wouldn't just be a priority to come to church, which that's important. It wouldn't just be a priority to worship you when we're home. But Lord, I pray that the priority of just spending intimate, close time with you, praying, Reading your word would be what we would do this year. So Lord, we love you for moments like these where we get to just pray. Right here, right now, there's people that are watching that have chosen to be close to you here. So I pray you would honor them and that you would spur something inside of them to keep doing this. Lord, we love you. We're so thankful that we do have the opportunity to get close. So I pray we would take advantage of that. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, hey, we're gonna have Pastor Doug come and continue on praying. So just as Pastor Kerry talked, we're gonna pray for the power of the Holy Spirit. And so would you join me, church, in praying that, Father God, we pray for it impartation of the Holy Spirit within each and every one of us. We pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit to infill those that are praying with us, that we would receive your power, that we would experience your power. Father God, even, even that mighty power, that dunamis power that was talked about in that scripture, Lord Jesus, that power that raised Jesus from the dead, we ask for that power and through you, Father God, we ask that through this power that you give us strength, you give us the ability to walk through some of life's challenges that are in our path. And Lord, we, we know that there are many people that are watching and that are praying with us that are walking through challenges. And whether it is a health challenge or a relationship challenge or a financial challenge, Father God, we pray for the power to walk through those. We pray for the comfort and power that you give. Father, we pray for the power to overcome these challenges. We know that you can, through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, really in 
give us that ability to overcome these challenges. And we pray, Father God, even for healing and for miracles for those individuals that need it. And Father, we also pray for the power over the relationships that we have. We pray that you would continue to give us the power to love those that need to be loved, that we can reach out to those and care for them and, and really demonstrate who you are through, through the love that we have for them. Father God, we pray for the power of humility, for the times where we need to seek forgiveness or say I'm sorry, or to reach out to somebody that, that we may have hurt or wronged. We pray for that power to be able to, to reach out to them and to be humble in the fact that we are coming to them and asking for that forgiveness. And on the same hand, Father, we pray for the power to offer forgiveness to those that may have wronged or hurt us. We pray that you would give us the ability to say, I forgive you to those that, that may have caused us hurt. Father, you are the one that can truly give us the power that we, that we need. Father, I'm also reminded of the, the verse in Acts 1.8. It says, but you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So Father God, we pray for that spiritual power to be your witness. We wanna share your gospel with others. We wanna share your love with those that need to know about it. We wanna be able to serve others. And Father God, we pray that you would continue to show us the ways that we can serve them. Give us the power and the ability to, to reach out to somebody who needs a, needs a help, needs a hand up, needs, needs some ability to, whether they receive a product through CityServe or they receive just an encouragement or a note or a card. Father God, we pray that you would give us the power to be able to reach out to them, to serve them and to love them. And ultimately to be able to share your love with them. And Father, I pray that you would give us the power and the ability to invite them, to invite them to know you, to experience you the same way that we do, to experience your love and your power. So Father, we love you so much and we're so thankful for everything that you've done in our lives. And thank you for just the ability that we can have this, this time with you, this communion with you, this ability to, to just uh, invest in who you are and you invest in who we are. And so Father God, we love you and we pray we praise you, and it's in your name we pray. As we're just singing the words to this song, I know that there's a lot of people, a lot of members of our church family that are walking through impossible situations physically. There's a lot of people that we know or people watching that are in desperate need of healing. And so tonight we want to pray that Jesus does what only he can do. He performs a miracle tonight for you in the middle of your impossible situation. You might've heard the words recently, there's nothing more that we can do for you. But we know that God is the great physician. And when man can't go any further, when medicine can't go any further, Jesus can do something that only he can do. He can come in and he can heal and he can restore and he can resurrect and he can redeem. And so we're gonna pray for that tonight. And we might not be all in this room together, but how many of you know that Jesus, just by asking him, say the word, Jesus, and my servant will be healed, that Jesus can transcend through your screen into your room, into your living room, wherever you're at, Jesus can meet you right there. Then he can touch you and he can heal you and he can restore you. And we're believing for that tonight. 
are believing for that for you. So Jesus, first we just thank you that by the stripes that you bore, we are healed. We thank you that the blood that you shed made a way, God gave us the authority to speak to sickness, to speak to disease, to speak to infirmity, and say, leave, be healed in Jesus' name. So God, we bring to you right now impossible situations. And Jesus, we think of someone so close to our hearts right now, God, we think of Sarah and the impossible situation that she's going through right now. And God, we just speak to her cancer and we say, leave in the name of Jesus. We speak to every tumorous cell in her body and we say, be dissolved in the name of Jesus. We say, cancerous fluid be dried up in the name of Jesus. God, restore her health back to her, even as she's at home, Father, would your physical presence just be in that living room with her family, God, and would she be able to tangibly sense your presence right now, God. We know that you can raise her up because we believe in the miraculous power of the cross and that it paid the price for her healing. And so we not only pray, God, and ask for her miraculous healing, but we just prophesy, Father, that you would increase her anointing to minister, to worship lead. Father, that you would um, give her family, that you would give her children, that generation after generation, God, would testify of the miracle that you did in this family, that you did in Sarah, and that, God, you would grant her the desires of her heart that you know. And by faith together, God, we stand in the gap and we lift up her arms and we lift up Pastor Sam and Brenda's arms and we believe and we will continue to ask and we will continue to knock. We'll continue to pray that she is healed in Jesus' name. And I, again, I, I pray for many other people in our church family that are battling cancer. And I ask right now for your miraculous healing touch over their bodies. I pray for people that have chronic lung diseases, God. I pray for people that are crippled in their bodies. I pray for everyone that has mental illness, God, things where there's nothing else that man can do. Jesus, would you come in and would you miraculously heal? We wanna be a generation that not just hears stories of your healing power, but we experience your miraculous healing power right here in our lifetime. God, I ask that we are a people that witnesses, that encounters, that sees your healing, miraculous power. Would you anoint your people to heal? In Jesus' name, we believe for it. We believe we're going to see it. And we thank you in advance for the miracles that you're going to do. So church family, let's continue to prophesy. Let's continue to sing this song and declare that Jesus is our healer and there's nothing that he can't do. I'll tell you today, we speak that over you. If you have sickness in your body, we believe you are healed in Jesus' name. And Sarah, we speak this song over you. He is the wonder-working God. And we speak in the name of Jesus, healing over your body. And church, let me encourage you. Let's.